Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Guest Thursday, and uh, we're really excited to uh, have uh, our guest on. Uh, this is going to be unique for everybody because Rich and Kathy are interviewing Rich and Kathy. <laughs> uh, they're they're uh, special friends from uh, New England. And uh, tell us a little bit. I know you said you, you live up in New England, but you kind of live in two places. Tell us about that a little bit. Uh, sure. Yeah, we have a house in um, Narragansett, Rhode Island. And uh, we are sitting right now in, uh, in our residence in Greenwich, Connecticut. And so I grew up in this town and uh, in Greenwich and uh, uh, both of my daughters and their families uh, ended up in Greenwich. So mm-hmm. we wanted to be close, especially with uh, uh, three grandchildren and one on the way. Oh, I don't blame you. How far apart are Narragansett and Greenwich? It's about two and a half hours. Okay. How often, how often do you go back and forth? We have no set schedule. <laughs> it's um, fortunately my work, I can work remotely. So, um, but sometimes I have to be in Rhode Island. So it all depends upon the week and in the needs of um, our daughters and our grandchildren. We're blessed to be able to have that flexibility. Yeah, that's, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah. I bet they love that. Well, I would love to get to know you a little bit better. And uh, uh, Kathy, why don't you start and share with us, how did you come to know Christ? Sure. Um, Well, you know, I've heard people talk about a defining moment. Um, That isn't my story. My story, it's much more has been a process. Um, So I'll I'll go back to the beginning um, and what I've been told. um, My parents, when they got married, and it was 63 years ago, my father being raised Catholic, my mother Protestant. Um, And during that time that caused a lot of conflict, but they persevered and and got married, Um, but they made a kind of a a vow to each other that the first child would be baptized Catholic and the second one would be baptized Protestant. (laughs) Um, So my older brother, about two years older than me was baptized Catholic. And then when I was born, It was the day of my Protestant baptism. My father tells my mom that the day before he had taken me along with my brother who was the witness and had me baptized Catholic. Mm. Um, So my mother said, well, she's still being baptized Protestant. (laughs) And so I was. I, I often say I was double whammy. Double you know? whammy. You're, you were you were um, you were covered all aspects. You were covered. <laughs> but I, I just I, I tell you that piece because um, you know throughout the years um, my mother was the driver um, as far as our faith was concerned, mm-hmm. and so the different places we lived, we attended different Christian churches, um, and. Um, 
at one point, I remember we were living in Massachusetts. Um, my father was in education, so he had various, you know, superintendency jobs wherever we we lived. So I was living. We were living in Massachusetts, and I was sleeping over at a friend's house. She was, I think, we were around second grade, and um, a very, you know, Catholic um, area. And so the mom said to me, she said, "Oh, you know, we're we're going to church to the Catholic church. Do you think that would be okay? You know, or." you know, what religion are you? And I said, I said, oh, I'm Portuguese. So <laughs> I knew it began with a P. I knew it began with a P, but I wasn't quite sure. So I was I love confused. It. I was confused as a, as a <laughs> child growing up. Um, but, you know, right. just to, to fast forward a little bit, um, and, you know, God always had a hold on me and and, um, and was calling me. And one of the advantages to now being 60 is I can look back and see, you know, how he was calling me and, um, you know, just, you know, and, but for so many years, it was like I had one foot in and one foot out, you know? Um, and so I think when I truly became a committed Christian, probably was um, after the birth of my first daughter. Um, Kara. And, you know, at that point, I stopped working. Um, and, you know, I had the time, I think I always had the desire, but I had the time to really seek God. And it was when I started studying the Bible, God's mm. word. That's when it all just really happened um, for me. And then, um, and then I had, we had um, our second daughter, Katie. Um, and it was Katie was about um, one and a half, Kara about four years old, when I was diagnosed with um, a very serious disease. Um, I was um, diagnosed with stage four metastatic melanoma. Mm. Um, and so then at that point, you know, it was like the bottom of the floor, you know, just fell for us. Mm. Um, but um, so it was at that point, I think that, um, you know, I it just um, called on resources that probably we would never have called on until much later in life. Um, but it's amazing how, you know, the years, the few years leading up to that, God had planted churches and, mm. and people um, in our path that when the bottom fell out, we knew where to go. Um, so, you know, he, he provided. And so I think, you know, that's when through that journey, um, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about that. That's when, um, you know, I really came to, to know God and to experience, um, you know, God. Yeah, beautiful. I would love to hear more about that. And uh, Rich, how about you? How did you come to know Christ? Yeah, um, much more, in a much more stable fashion, I would say. Um, were, were, you, were you baptized Portuguese? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it might have felt like that. You know, uh, uh, you know I was raised in a, in a Catholic uh, family and uh, uh, not only church, but schooling. So nursery mm. school all the way through, through high school. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, and I really embraced it. And uh, I'm thankful to my parents for that, that heritage. Mm. I really am. Because I think it was the foundation uh, for, uh, uh, you know, more and more. But um, um, uh, it, it's interesting because 
as a youth and growing up and a young adult, I was praying on my knees almost every day and had a very felt a warmth uh, in my relationship with God. Uh, mm -hmm. And so uh, it was when I was probably 13 or 14, I felt called um, when I was praying one morning uh, in a house about two blocks from here um, mm -hmm. to be a priest. Wow. And I, it was so palpable that I, I felt compelled to answer out loud. Hmm. And the answer was, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so it's been an interesting journey um, <laughs> many years later that uh, uh, what followed from that. Mm -hmm. And as my wife graciously says to me uh, uh, when needed, um, you may have said no to the formal priesthood, but you've been mm -hmm. a priest throughout your life. Yeah. And your oh, that's beautiful. So, but you know, the same thing, I think that uh, when Kathy got ill um, and was diagnosed and it was, uh, you know, it's still very hard to talk about. It was hard, really hard. Um, it was April 3rd of 1995, the world stopped. And I knew I would do anything for her, including not going to a Catholic church. <laughs> because she wanted to find the right place. And I wanted to say, yes, let's do that. Could yeah. I just jump in yeah. just for a minute? When, when we met, oh, yeah. I, I was a, a very, yeah. you know, Catholic girl, you know, according, you know, mm -hmm. what Rich saw that, you know, I was going to the Catholic church. Um, my family, when I was um, in middle school, we started going to the Catholic church. Um, my mother, it was during the charismatic movement in the Catholic Church, Vatican II. Yeah. So my mother, who had been very bitter towards the Catholic Church, um, she took a Life in the Spirit seminar. Um, and it was really, it was me who led her to do that because all of my friends in school were going to CCD. You know, it was very mm -hmm. Catholic and very, and I just wanted to do what they were doing. So I... I put pressure on my parents to go to the Catholic church. And that's when my mother went, went through the Life in the Spirit seminar. Um, and then we started to go to the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward to Rich and I meeting after college, when he, when he met me, I, you know, I was a Catholic girl. So. Yes. But having said that, we'll talk a little bit more about this. I'm sure. Um, our first date was at an event at a church that was not Catholic. And she asked me, and I said, yes. No, it actually was a Catholic church. Oh, it was? It was. It was <laughs> However, the Catholic church that I was going to then was part of the University of Rhode Island. It's actually where we were married. Yeah, and concert. yeah, it, we, we were married at Christ the King Church, which is um, on the campus of URI. And it was a very progressive Catholic church. When there I brought you. Rich there, he was like, whoa, this... This is a Catholic church. I really like. <laughs> Didn't recognize it. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, I loved it. So it was a concert at um, a, another Catholic church associated, but you know, it was a a very um, you know modern music. At the end, there was an altar, altar call. call. I did scoot him out before the altar call. 
I was wise enough to do that. But um, but he was open. You were open. I was, and it, you know, I think that that uh, was a, a sign of things to come. <laughs> um, so Kathy got diagnosed, and uh, it was a very hard time, and we wanted to find the place spiritually in the right community mm -hmm. to give her the most support possible. Yeah. So we, we, we did a, a tour of churches in the Rhode Island area looking for the right place. Yeah, we were at that point going to the Catholic Church as a family, um, the, the Catholic Church on the University of Rhode Island. And it just, um, our needs were much more than what they had to offer at that time. Um, mm -hmm. So I pretty much was exploring. And, and you know, as I mentioned before, God had planted people in churches in my path prior to this. I was going to Bible study at a Baptist church. Um, we had befriended um, a pastor at a Pentecostal church, um, but we were going to the Catholic church, but um, just, you know, I knew that I needed more, you know, um, support. And so I started attending different churches. And still, as a family, we went to the Catholic church. Um, but it took, took a little bit of time, but Rich caught up. Caught up. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think that, you know, um, illness can be many things, um, but early on in, in the struggle that went on for seven or eight years, maybe longer, I don't know, uh, in the very beginning um, of that, Kathy, we were in Boston, I think, at one of the hospitals early on, and she just sat, we were sitting on a bench, and she just looked at me and said, we're going to go through this with God hmm. and that's how we're going to do it. And that set the stage for uh, uh, a turbocharged growth in our, in our faith. Hmm. Hmm. And how many, how many years by then were you married? She was diagnosed in April 3rd of 95. We were married June uh, 19th of 17th of 89. So okay. about, just over, just under five years. Five years, yeah. yeah. And you guys, uh, did you? Did you yeah, did five, you, five years change, yeah. Did you meet at the university? Is that where you met? No. No, we um, both had graduated from college, and Rich went to school in Vermont, and went and started working in Providence, Rhode Island, mm -hmm. um, Fleet, called Fleet Bank, now Bank of America. Yeah. And I joined the bank about a year later. Yeah. Yeah. In 85. In 85. Or 86, maybe. Yeah, 85, probably 86. 86. Yeah. And that's, we met at the bank. Ah, cool. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, and then you're, uh, uh, you have a couple kids. You have, do you still have, how many children do you have? You have two. I know you have two. Do you have more than that or? No. Two daughters. Two daughters. Yeah. yeah. So you have two daughters yeah. and, and of course you get sick. Um, and what were you, you said, were you, you were, have you been and are you working in uh, finance, finance and banking? And what, what are you doing now? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm discerning God's will to figure out the next step. And uh, I think I'm on a path, uh, but, you know, it's been a, a great journey. But I spent um, from 84 up through, uh, I don't know, 20, through COVID, 21 in banking uh and, oh, wow. and mostly in new england uh 
but also we had uh, five years in London. And so I was, we were in London for, from uh, 2013 to 2018. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and it's been mostly on the corporate uh, finance side, um, private equity and providing capital, all types of capital for any type of need to any kind of company in any mm. type of industry across <laughs> the globe. It's been, it's been, it was an amazing journey, all a result of me not knowing what I really wanted to do. You know, but it ended up being a little bit like uh, Forrest Gump. I'd find myself in these situations and wondering how how exactly am I here? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, but you know, God blessed me with just amazing, fun, enriching experiences because I love really banking is about solving problems and helping people. Yeah. It really is boil it all down, yeah. and and I love to do that. Does it so well too? Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> tell me a little bit about. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, healing experience. So you you have this stage four, uh, nineteen ninety five, uh, five six years married, two kids. Uh, what happened? How, what's your journey into the healing of this? Because <clears throat> you look good. <laughs> no, um, it, it's a miracle. It really is. And that's what doctors have said, um, yeah. you know, that it, it really is a miracle. Um, and yeah, it was it it was a good five, six years of um, surgeries and trials, vaccines, um, traveling wow. to the NIH mm -hmm. in, um, in Maryland. Yeah. In Maryland. Yeah. The girls, um, our daughters were four and, and one and a half. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but we, I oftentimes describe it as the best of times, the worst of times, the best of times, yeah. because, um, you know, like Rich said, it just accelerated our relationship with Christ to mm -hmm. you know, so much. And, and, and his presence or our awareness of his presence was so powerful over those years. And, um, so, yeah, we, yeah, we, we had, um, it was an unbelievable journey. It was, um, it's difficult to talk when you go through it, uh, but you know, she, the love of my life was told that she didn't have good odds. Mm. And you know, that, you know, 50% chance to survive three years. Mm. And, you know, we, it's hard to react to that. and. So we poured ourselves into it and, um, uh, and, and, and investigated as much as we could. We challenged the doctors, uh, but everything that she went through just wasn't working, hmm. right? And so the, the cancer was spreading, uh, um, started off in her foot and just migrated up into her abdomen. It started to get close to vital organs and they had no cure. And of course, on top of all that, the insurance company doesn't want to pay for the, the treatments and you have to battle them. And, you know, you're taking care of the daughters and I'm trying to hold my job and I'm traveling. And wow. I mean, it was, it was a dark time, but as Kathy said, you know, uh, I'm not sure I want anyone to go through that, but what came out of that and how God used it uh, because the invitation is there from God and, you know, my wife led us at the very beginning, 
we're doing this with God. Mm. Um, so it went on for years and years. We tried all kinds of experimental stuff. And then we had one particularly tough day after four or five years of this, mm. where they basically said to her, we don't know what else to do. There's nothing left to do. Mm. And basically sent us home. Uh, and it was a tough night that night. Yeah, it's, you know, when you lose hope, that's the worst mm. place to be. But, you know, in, in, in the tough days that we had, you know, God never let a whole day go by without giving mm. us hope. Yes. There'd be something that would happen. Or and a so person. a person would, would call or um, just something he would provide for us. So, you know, that hope at that point was gone. But then I remember our pastor friend called us, you know, like shortly thereafter, you know, the conversation of there's no, no hope for you. And he gave us our true hope, you know, and, and that is, and that's what we have held on to and has carried us through. Um, and, you know, those, those were dark days and dark years. However, we celebrated birthdays and went to ballet recitals mm. and we, we and embraced we, yeah. because we were doing it with God. We, and we, when we had to go somewhere. We tried to make it as fun as it could be. Mm. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, whether traveling, if we had to go somewhere, we try to find a show or stay in a nice hotel or whatever. And, um, but you know, we got to that dark point and I, I remember this, you know, she was lying in bed and I, I, I lay, I got down on my knees and prayed and I was holding her and she said, it's okay to remarry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's okay to remarry. I want, you know, our daughters are going to need a mom. And, um, and I just got on my knees and I said, I'm not having any of that. <laughs> so God, if please take this away from her. Mm. And if it has to be that it's given to me to cure her, do that because they'll be better off with their mother than their father. <laughs> and um, sometimes prayers are answered. <laughs> So uh, shortly thereafter, we started to get good news. And the last tumor in her abdomen, the surgeon called me up right away, right after the surgery and said, unbelievable, it's necrotic. Dead. Her body is starting to learn how to fight the cancer. Wow. It's That's amazing. And so we're jumping for joy. And then shortly after everything is out, of Kathy and she's doing well, I start to not feel good. Mm. And uh, the prayer to give it to me was answered. So I got cancer. Mm. And uh, mine was the thyroid cancer that had spread to my lymph nodes. Mm. And uh, so then we went through another period of struggle uh timing wise she was now able to take care of me <laughs> but Which uh, being on the other side so much harder i think you know i mm. i experienced you know what he had been experiencing for so many years yeah mm. and in the midst of all that 
we just kept seeing evidence of God mm. and answering prayer. And uh, we got to the point where we're able to say, really, thank you mm. for this journey mm. because wow. we know where we're going. We know what's in store for us and what's been offered to us by you through your son. And uh, um, uh, which is not to say that life became easy, but what we gained out of it in God's economy um, was amazing. We got everlasting life. And so, um, you know, I think that led us to be very open into growing through Bible study, uh, helping out with uh, Bible studies and um, uh, and wherever we were in, in London or wherever. So, so what, uh, what was your process of getting healed? You know, mine was, even though it had spread to the lymph nodes, it was, um, Kathy said, you know, she had to be, um, you know, surgically worked on scores of times, you know, I mean, 30 or 35 surgeries, whether major or minor. Mine was uh, removal of the entire thyroid and a bunch of lymph nodes and then monitoring. But uh, so I did some radiation treatment and then um, uh, just was followed very, very closely uh, for a long time and have been cancer free uh, mm -hmm. since. So we're both um, have been cancer free uh, for Kathy since 95 and for me since about 2001. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, um, you know, we've gotten to see. Our daughter, we, we were praying, can we just see our daughter's next birthday? Mm. I mean, you know, can we get to tomorrow and have the strength to go to the recital? You know, can I work hard enough to not get fired and provide? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was hard, but throughout it all, and you said it so wonderfully, uh, you know, the good thing about being older is you look back and the yes, picture I see, that. right? Jesus has been carrying me forever. I, you know, I, mm. it's not even a question. It's so clear. I can see the picture of him just carrying me across the beach and across the universe. Mm. And, you know, the, the other piece to this is, you know, we did, we went through it, you know, we went through it individually. We went through it as, as a couple, but how it affects so many others you know, around mm. us. Um, and, mm. and that was the one thing that I think helped to encourage us both on is that, you know, not to ask God, why, but what, what are you doing, you know, through mm. us, what oh, for us to learn for other people. Yeah. And um, yeah. one scripture that was given to me early on um, is Psalms 118, 17. Mm -hmm. And it's, I shall not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. And mm. he gave that to me. And, and, mm. you know, and what, what he said was that, you know, this, you're not going through this to die, but there is a purpose in it. And it's for you to, to share what I've done. Yeah. Um, and just to, just a little side note here, we now live in Narragansett after we came home from London. We bought a home in Narragansett, and across the street is the church that my mom um, attended when she was a young child. Um, her home base was Narragansett. Her father was in the army, 
So they lived all around, but their home base was in Narragansett. And she went to Sunday school at this church that mm -hmm. now is across the street from us. And early on in my diagnosis, um, my older daughter was going through some pictures at my mother's house and their picture came up with my this Sunday school class on the steps of the church. Um, and she's like, Nanny, what is this? And so my mother looked and that was her Sunday school. And up above on, on the church was the scripture, I shall not die, but live. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right? Oh, and so we, of course, went over to the church. Yeah. The girls were just, at that point, they're like seven and 10 or whatever. Yeah. We go over to the church. I have a picture of me holding their hands oh. with, on the steps. And it still says, I shall not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Yeah. Mm. And now we're living across the street from their church. We don't go to that church. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but you're but, living. Right? The yeah. whole story, how we landed in that house, is which we could see story. the church and the scripture from our bedroom. Pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so well, beautiful. We'll have you uh, share that. We'd love to catch up with that. But, uh, you know, we just are rejoicing at, <laughs> you know, obviously living examples of hmm. really two, to both of you, in a sense, no shot, you know, and uh, God just heals you and and has your life continue to be together and with your family and like you say yeah. to proclaim him uh mm -hmm. we'll, we're going to be excited to learn more about that uh as we go into the next session uh but we're just we're just in awe really of uh, mm -hmm. of the fact that you just surrendered that to god and he did it and we're rejoicing with you heavenly father we we do just praise you we glorify you we uh, give you uh, all the the wonder uh, for this because you've taken two people that literally uh, were in physical mm -hmm. conditions where there just wasn't any real opportunity to keep living and you brought it back to full life and they're completely healed and living it out and uh, thank you for them being able to share that alive and and fulfill that verse that you gave them and then across from their home and we're looking forward to understanding their their walk with you to uh, to live that out and we praise you and thank you in christ's name amen amen yep well that was an amazing story to hear thank you so much for sharing that i am so looking forward to hearing part two next week so thank you for joining us everyone and be sure to tune in next week because i know there are just more beautiful stories um of just god showing off on your lives and i love that in and through you. So thanks yeah. so much. Uh, be sure to join us again tomorrow for In Times Friday. We'll see you next time. See you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.